We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As the Knicks finish up the season with some good basketball down the stretch, 12-7 and seven in their last 19 games, obviously a very disappointing season, not making the playoffs or even the play-in, but some hope for the future with some of the young players. On fan appreciation night, Emmanuel quickly, a pair of double-double, a pair of triple-doubles in the final week, and his best game of his brief career, 34 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. I'm going to take a 45 second break after I read the next one because um, I need to take a 45 second break. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll continue. You're good. <laughs> for Jeremy, since I already know Macri's answer, would you be okay with Randall back next season if Tibbs commits to playing OB 30 plus minutes a game? Jeremy, would you? If we're operating in that world, I, I'd certainly consider it more likely. Yeah. But like, so where are these minutes coming from? That's the thing. Like that would basically mean we have to have Julius Randall playing with Obi Toppin or playing 18 minutes and he's not playing 18 minutes. And it's very clear that Tibbs doesn't like playing them together. Like we're, we're at a point where again, like they have to do something they, they, we can't coexist with both of these guys on the roster. So you're either moving Obi to help you get a better talent elsewhere as part of a package, or you're moving Randall to do the same thing, but probably for less talent, but it depends on who's coming back and what else you're including, but they can't coexist. I just don't see a world when you consider everything about it, but sure. If we were in the world where like Obi is promised 30 plus minutes, and it means that we're seeing more Obi and Randall front court time, then you know, I think that's there's something to be said of it, but I mean, I'm I'm skeptical. I agree, and this is where I'm gonna throw John a bone, and it's like it's not even that I don't see Tibbs playing them together to get Obi to 30 plus minutes. I don't think Randall can be an effective player next to Obi Toppin in a world where both of them are playing 30 plus minutes. You know, like I don't, 
I don't know that there is a coach that is like, oh, I see these two players and they're going to play together the majority of time. Um, definitely not with this coach, though. Like philosophically, I don't think he can. Um, I'll just keep going. Uh, Josh B. I'm willing I'm to back. The, I'm willing to pull the trigger on a Sexton trade. Man after my own heart, Josh B. Thank you. I, I, I too. Uh, depends on the price. It does no longer Obi Toppin and Kevin Knox and one of the two first round picks the Knicks had last year. Um, the price has gone down. Um, the price of the brick has gone down indeed. Um, but I also would buy low on Colin Sexton, who is he a restricted free agent yet? I got a, I got a Sexton yes. trade for you. What um, is it? But by the way, I I just I was just like. Tom Hanks when he walks into the locker room in a league of their own. Um, it's a good thing Madonna wasn't timing me. Um, it would I would be a sign in trade, um, and I think it would be something like again sign in trade. It's it's tough because it's uh, base year compensation, and I think that I think that applies to I think that applies to Sexton. Um, but I could see a trade centered around the Knicks first round pick with obviously salary going back to like, that's a player I could see the Knicks giving up their first in a sign and trade for. Jeremy, what do you think? I mean, it's a risk, right? Like, so the risk being that you hope Sexton and his knee are fine, but you don't have a ton of data in front of you because of the fact that you were hoping for this year to be the year where he breaks out. Now it can either go very well or it could go sideways. Um, the problem with involving the first round pick is that Cleveland would have to like the player you've drafted and you can't really talk about it as much beforehand because that would be against the rules. So like maybe what you could, you could like probably do yeah. a back channeling where it's like, Hey, yeah. who do you like in this draft? If we were to like, you know, work out some sort of deal for a player currently on the roster. I'm sure they can yeah. find a way around it. But yeah. I will, I'll say this because as someone Sticky. who, sure. Um, as someone who is on board with doing the OB, whatever, you know, knocks and mm. first package for sex. And um, number one, I'm glad they did not do it. But number two, I think if anything, the lesson I've learned from that and to try to apply is that the passage of time, it, it can go the other way too, but like, Letting these players get better only helps your case moving forward. Like if you can accurately bet on the trajectory of these guys, then their value is only going to continue to improve. Because we went from a lot of people, including myself, went from like Obi Toppin, the trade filler who you throw into a deal and try to work off of, to like Obi Toppin, the individual player who is blossoming and who you hope in year three can yeah. take a greater step. And I think that's just something to keep in mind alongside of like a lot of these trades yeah. where the passage of time is really helpful. And like maybe waiting to get a star is actually very beneficial to the Knicks, but more on that later. Yeah. yeah. To, to just remind everybody what the conversation was when, when I went at it with John last summer and when Jerry, Jeremy did a whole cap or no cap, it wasn't that we don't, we doubt Obi's ability. It was solely centered around the fact that you just locked up Randall for four more years. Like, if you believe in Thibodeau's ability to develop, you might want to do it with someone that's not a backup, which as he proved all season, he considers OB Julius Randall's backup. And yes. the conversation has changed because Julius Randall's just not that guy. 
anymore. But now neither is Colin Sexton. His price tag has gone down and hopefully, you know, maybe the Knicks do explore that. I'll be, I'll be curious to see what happens and I'll be watching him as a potential. He might actually be my leader in the clubhouse for who I'd predict starts well, point guard for the Knicks next year. So well, what would the rest of the trade Cleveland, be? though? Why would you, why are you trading him? That's my question. If you're Cleveland? Yeah. Because he's a restricted Because he wants agent. to go. He wants so to go what? elsewhere. But well, he wants... There are plenty of restricted free agents out there who want to go elsewhere. I, what difference I, does it make? But if you're extend, if you're giving Garland a, well, I guess that's only him and right, Mobley, the only big contracts. I think Kevin the money, contract I think the is coming off the books after. Yeah, that's year. true. That's true. It is, a lot but of Garland's, Garland's going to get the max. And then like, if you're, okay. I don't know. If you haven't, like, we're talking about a sixth man who's paid handsomely and that's okay because they have money. Yeah, but that's, the, that's the thing is, so if you're, if you're Cleveland and you're only willing to pay him as a six man and, the, and another team is willing to pay him as a starter, then I think that's where it could get dicey. But they just agreed, like they took on Ricky Rubio and he's, he was making $17 million this year. You see what I'm saying? Like, even yeah, but he was an expiring contract. Of, I understand that. But they also like the implicate the implication I'm saying is that even with all of their money issues and whatnot in terms of having to pay people, they were totally fine with bringing yeah, I'm, in. I'm not saying they definitely and playing that same position. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm not saying they definitely won't pay him. I'm just saying I could see a scenario where they're they are at least willing to listen to teams being like uh, who who want to offer something real for him. Um, but again, it would maybe it would depend on if they like what the Knicks have. Um, Eric Norlander, thank you for your extraordinarily generous super chats. Really, truly um, no comment in either of these. Um, so I actually do have his comment. He put, oh, what's his... Re- he put it in the regular chat and then he had to, he had the piece. Oh. He said, Obi is the future. Thank you for a fun season. So, Obi is the future. I yes. agree. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's the present actually. Uh, Ryan Huang haven't watched the game yet, but it looks like I need to just wanted to say thanks for keeping me sane this season, hyped for the cap or no caps, um, our pleasure. And, uh, you should be hyped. They're going to be fun. Um, SB gorilla, um, fry Ariza Lee, the Knicks let go. I really hope the Knicks keep Obi. The Knicks better not mess this up. I don't know why I have this gut feeling of the Knicks not securing Obi. I really hope that's not the case. Um, number one, um, it would not shock me if the Knicks traded Obi Top in the summer. The the avalanche that will come if they do, though. Do well, you think- but it's always about why are you trading Obi Toppin and what's the return? I, but like I, you, you understand the context, though. It's not like yes, if they were to get like a star or something back for Obi, and it's like a bigger trade. It's different if they're trading Obi because they've committed to Julius, and they're just. Like we're now committing even more so to Julius than the avalanche of frustration that will come. Well, I could see but. them talking. I, I don't even want to say talking themselves. Like, if you just ask like a hundred NBA observers, people who cover the league, like, is Obi Toppin, um, and Obi Toppin the Dallas pick and Nerlens Noel from Miles Turner? Is that a fair trade on paper? I think most people would be like, yeah, it's fair on paper. Would I do it if I were the Knicks? Probably not. But I think that's a fair trade on paper. Uh, so, Jeremy, mm. think of the avalanche if that's the trade. Yeah, no. If <laughs> do you disagree with me that most people would say that that trade is a fair trade on paper? 
Uh, and then the Knicks immediately extend to I mean, actually, no, maybe with the Turner injury that changes things. But I was going to say, like the guy can't, he hasn't stayed healthy. Yeah. If he's healthy, uh, I think it's he fair. A year, he has a year left on his contract. Yeah. Like, I, uh, also, if you saw his fit in Brooklyn tonight, I don't want to give that dude a bigger budget. <laughs> what? I, I, he was wearing an interesting outfit tonight in oh, Brooklyn okay. against the Nets today. And it to, was just like, imagine that dude with a max contract. To just be abundantly clear, I have no interest in doing that trade. I'm right. just trying to think of a scenario in which the Knicks could trade Obi Toppin and not get, as you said, Andrew, a quote unquote star back in return. Um, although Miles Turner, I think, thinks he's a star, which is another worrisome part. Um, Mike, shouldn't shouldn't everyone think they're a star? Sure, in their role, um, be a star in your role. Mike Jameson, uh, thanks for a great year, boys. Can't wait for next year. Such an exciting young core. Just got to hope the front office makes the right moves for the young guys. I think that's that's been the theme of tonight. Every 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 post game has a theme. Tonight is like we got the kids. The kids are good. Let's hope the front office prioritizes the kids. And that should be the theme after tonight. Dan Hidalgo. Lots of things could have went better this year, but RJ quickly and top and taking leaps forward is something to be grateful for. Thanks. KFS. I actually, I really do need to look up. When is the net? The last time the Knicks had a core of players on rookie contracts that were this promising to me, it's right been for the mellow trade. <laughs> that was Gallinari Wilson Chandler. Gallinari and Chandler were your top two. And then who was the third best young player at, on the roster at that time? Yeah, David Lee. Matt, David Lee was gone. He was so gone. He, he was well, I'm gone. talking about like, no, I understand, but wasn't. Oh, like, so you're saying Lee and Gallo right. and Chandler were all here at the same time. So you're saying like 2010 season, right? Yeah. So that right. the year before the LeBron free agency. Okay. Right. And that was when David Lee did the sign and trade. Right, right. Like that was a time and the Knicks had a piss poor record and they basically tried to clear cap space, which the, like if you compare now and then the Knicks did not go out of their way to make bad deals for the sake of trying to create cap space to sign a Jalen Brunson type, they held on to these pieces and we'll see if they, if it works out for them, but that that's a very clear shift in mentality. One what screwed them over in the first place and basically being like, Hey, and they fell for it again in 2019 where they tried to move players out, gain cap space, put the cart ahead of the horse. And now it it's to be determined, but it doesn't feel like they did that at least. I, I think even though Lee made an all-star team that last year, the 2009-2010 season, I don't ever remember anybody ever thinking that he had a ceiling as high as we seem to think RJ has. I hear you. I'm saying if we're if we're comparing young cores, yeah. like I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that yeah, no, I understand or anything. It's just like yeah. if we take away that time, then we have to go what back to the late '80s, probably. Yes, that's exactly so that is that is when the possible answer is. That's a little so, out of my comfort zone in terms of the team, <laughs> but like yes, you have Patrick Ewing and you have some other nice pieces around you, but let's also like there were there were there was a reason why Pat also was looking to leave. The Knicks were not building around him in the best way possible. You could also, sorry, the, well, the next, yeah, go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, they also, add, so they added Mozgov. Don't forget the Mozgov hype. They added Mozgov and Landry fields the next year. So they lost Lee, but they had Mozgov fields. If you want to throw Tony Douglas in there, feel free. And not. then Gall- <laughs> Gallo, 
Gallo and Wilson Chandler. And Ronaldo Balkman was still on that team. Again, I do not. That's why the question I was going to ask, Jeremy, I know you, you were just using that as an example, but I do you think they're comparable as far as... No, like, no. Yeah, like the question, that's the closest the question, we've had. Like, yeah. like the closest we've gotten. When's the next time? When's the last time? Yeah. Right. So like that is that is the last time that we've had players that were young that we have hyped up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Deservedly or not. I, I'm going to... That's going to well, be an offseason season article for me. Because the other guys... Like we've hyped up the Ron Bakers of the world. We'll hype up mm-hmm. anyone. But like in terms of like picking in the lottery... Oh, but then again, like you could look at... I mean, hell, I did it in 2018. It was like, yeah, well, you got Chris Porzingis and mm. Frank Dielkina and Kevin Knock, but like, but yeah. that was all theoretical. A lot of that was if they hit their ceilings. And now it's like the Knicks are just hitting doubles after double or double after double. And it's like, great, just keep churning out NBA rotation players and the rest will fall into place. And also, if they're if they have the ability to stretch it out into a triple or even inside the park home run, even better. That's great. Love stretch the baseball it, baby. reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get that one. Um, Jeremy E. Uh, oh wait, no, hold on. Nick should uh, go after Markel yes. Fultz. Is his Do it. Did I read comment. Dan's comment? Yes, um, that's yes. the one you okay. just read. Yeah, Nick should go after Markel Fultz. Uh, I'm gonna. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. But um, wow, what an American what? Idol reference in 2022. <laughs> I pull. I pull him out when I. Isn't the show still on? Not with him, not with Randy Jackson. Oh, is he not on the program anymore? No, he's not. That's un- it's unfortunate. Lionel Richie now. Um, yeah, you yes, know, full series. I um, would be lying if I told you I've seen the show since I, since like I was in high school. I I don't watch TV anymore. Yeah. Um, Fultz a little bit too many question marks. He's making a lot of money next year. I think he's making about seventeen million. Um, I, like so, he comes in and he looks pretty good, and then you're gonna pay him. I, I just it's not. We have a manual. I'd rather like that's one of those where I just like start a manual quickly, you know. Um, Other thing to consider just with Fultz is that he he didn't want to be in New York. That was when when he was drafted. It's very excited in your own Weitzman's tanking at the top. Unless that's changed. And I guess, you know, he's been in the spotlight. I think he seems to like a place that's a lot less uh, hectic. (laughs) Like Orlando. Uh, like Orlando. So uh, I just, you know, you got to want to be in a place that you're at yep. as well for it to work. And I don't think he wants to be in New York. And I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, Kevin Lovett says, just want to donate to the cause. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you again, everybody for doing this with the, thank with the you. thanks. This is beyond generous. Love the content and don't care what anybody else says. I'm very excited for the outlook of this team. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people are excited for the outlet of this team uh, outlook of this team uh, as they should be Oscar De Leon. I still like Tibbs with the shrug emoji. You don't have to shrug. You should give like a, or what's a, what's a, what's a forceful emoji. It's our fist. I feel like no, that's, that's, ahead, that's where John went when he said, I need 45 seconds. I'll be right back. It was, to he actually, went to go write that. He's actually Oscar De Leon. Oh, I'm, I'm Oscar De Leon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You still, okay. We get it. You still like Tibbs. Yes. <laughs> Let's go next. Shout out to Obi. High IQ. High IQ. That's a really great. Is that nickname caught on? High IQ. I, oh, I don't. What's the nickname? It's, it's I, a nickname for IQ, for Emmanuel Cookie. High IQ. By the way, speaking of nicknames, I get it, everybody. John and I spent thirty seconds on a podcast talking about. I thought we did the it greatest, justice. Apparently, we forgot about Penny Hardaway. We forgot about Pistol Pete. We forgot about the Dream. So okay. guess what? Sign up for the Knicks Film School Patreon. We're going to be doing a nickname draft at some point with everybody at KFS, except Chris, because you got to 
you know, be old enough. Um, but we're going to do a whole nickname draft. So that way we will just do the conversation justice. But if I have to hear one more person tell me you forgot X because we weren't thinking about doing a nickname. It was off conversation. the cuff. It was, it was literally like, is Clyde the greatest nickname ever? And it's like magic. And then it, I just went through the greatest players of all time and thinking yeah. of who it is there. Rant speaking, over. Of, speaking of drafts, Andrew, do we have a final tally for our wins? Draft? I do. And it's my, it's my producer corner. Okay. I got you okay. at the end. We'll get I got there. you at the end. Um, Robert, Robert Cross, you're amazing. First time, long time. First time, long time. Is it fair and reasonable to say that Emmanuel quickly will be the starting point guard for the East All-Stars within three years? <laughs> yes. Sure. Remember I said these were, if that happens, Robert, I will fly over to San Diego and I will buy you a beer. Happily. Um, Work. that'd be great. By the way, could you imagine, talk about criticism of Tibbs. Can you imagine the um how they would be burning what do they burn in effigy uh burn his likeness in effigy um if he did what um it seems like jason kidd did tonight which was oh my gosh i saw the alert go ahead say it yeah so left luca on the floor in a game that the mavs were like blowing out the spurs and that um that they had decided and like did it matter for the Mavs? I guess it did matter. No, it didn't matter for the Mavs. I don't think. Or what, yeah, there was whether, a difference between the, the four Warriors, and the five. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Three whatever. Three and four. He, right. We're three and four. Yeah. He got a calf strain. And as Tim McMahon just tweeted out, that's an injury that caused Rudy Gobert to miss three and a half weeks um, with a mild calf strain oh. earlier in the year. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's for some reason. I haven't been getting Twitter updates tonight. It's like oh. disappearing. So I did not know about that till just now, but um Wow. It's it's literally the RJ. Why is he in the game? Outrage. Well, yeah. You know, it's also it's, so crazy. I don't know. Again, this may have been tweeted. I don't know. But Luka Doncic was supposed to miss this game because he got his 16th technical foul. Yeah. And the no, no. NBA oh, it was, it was wow. tweeted about. Yeah, it was okay. tweeted about. That, yeah. Wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah. No, Jeremy. Good. I mean, without yeah. Twitter, you you're good in job. touch with the conversation. Yeah. Good, good job by you. Uh, Sean Ford, one more to say thank you for all the great years of work during a frustrating next season or the great, a great year of work. Hope we build around IQ, Obi, and RJ and can move off Randall. Also, really like Dyson Daniels in the draft. Let's go next. Uh, Dyson Daniels, my understanding is he has pretty much become the consensus top G League guy in the draft. Um, you know, I, I can't say I watched a whole lot of G League basketball this year, but um, slated to go around when the Knicks pick theoretically. Um, it is very interesting that those two kind of like very typical Tibbsian centers are looking not Dyson Daniels, but the Williams kid from Duke and then um, Duran, who you've mentioned um, from from Memphis, are probably both going to be there. It's going to be very interesting. Duran might not. Yeah, like he Durant might not. Durant might, might go and, top and, 10. Williams, Williams will, will be there probably. But, but, we'll, but then we'll it, go, it goes back to the question: Do they want to go that young I, with a center? That I would be just, very ambitious for them to do. I know. Um, I I would be surprised if they st- were starting a rookie at any position next year, unless they like move up in the draft. Uh, Drew P. Randall for Bledsoe, third string point guard, so IQ can start. Yeah, we talked about that one already. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, Stevens Guillaume had gigs today, missed the game, but I for sure wasn't going to miss the post game. You're the best Stevens. Thank you. I wanted to thank you all for making the season a bearable one. Congratulations again. Andrew team KFS hashtag team KFS. I like that hashtag. Thank you, sir. 
Robert Cross, first time, long time John, can Cutlets do a brief electric slide to celebrate GMAC <laughs> and the big news? Um, I don't know that he has that kind of room. Yeah, it's very tough with my uh, rolling chair. We'll do that on the next town hall, which I believe we're doing. We're still doing next week, right? I think we're doing it next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, this week. It's this. It's this. Like later this week. Later right? this week. That's Either I mean. later this week or next week. For those who don't know what we're talking about, we do a town hall once a month with our Monroe and Ewing tier patrons over at the KFS Patreon. Um, so it's just we kick back, shoot the shit, talk basketball, talk life. They knew about my plans to propose in December because I said it was my my New Year's my plans for 2022. Um, so if you want that type of early access, if that matters to you, if you just want to hang out with like a bunch of bunch of dudes in this community community that we've made, um, sign up for the KFS. Or if you or if you want to see Jeremy do an electric slide, or if uh, you want to see Jeremy do an electric slide, that's, somehow that's probably worth the price of it. I was gonna say we should, that's the Taj tier again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nick's Film School somehow has a super chat in here. I don't know what that is. I think uh, that was Chris. Chris oh. was in here earlier and I just, I'm not going to go officially announce anything. You'll be hearing a lot from Chris Percy in, in the yes. not too distant future on this podcast feed. That is awesome. all I will tease for right now. Good tease. Yes. Um, Matt with another one. Are RJ OB quickly and Grimes on the team the next time the Knicks win a championship? Shit. I sure hope so. Cause it means I'll still be in the league. Um, <laughs> He says, gosh, I hope so. Also, happy no more Noah Day. Yeah, I saw you. Uh, I saw that tweet that you forwarded to me. I retweeted it, Andrew, about mm-hmm. Noah's off the books. Um, I mean, let's let's answer the question this way. I mean, who the hell knows if they're going to win a championship? But like, will the team continue to like keep all four of those guys on and consider them like part of the core and actually be able to keep them as part of the core? even after they do what they need to do, potentially assuming they can do this to acquire a star or stars. I would say it's highly unlikely that all four of those guys will still be on the roster. If the Knicks build what you would think of as a championship core. Yeah. (laughs) Jeremy's nodding, nodding glumly. I mean, Um, it just reminds me of uh, infinity war. Like, what? Well, no. Uh, when the when he pushes Gamora. Oh, like you have to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Like, I, I'm sorry, little one. Like, <laughs> so, there's going to be a a time, most likely, because the like there aren't so many Spurs and Warriors cores that exist, and you don't have to do anything about it. I don't know why I have the image of Tibbs at all purple, and he's pushing. Like Obi off the mountain to get the soul stone. Tibbs would. Tibbs would. I'm sorry, quit. little one. You know, <laughs> I've got a question for you guys, actually. Or a, a, I've got a knock knock joke. What's up? No, knock, what? Knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Door mom. Door mom. Who? Door mom. I've come to bargain. <laughs> From Doctor Strange, John. Door mom. I've come, come to bargain. bargain. I I loved it, Jeremy. I don't Thank care you. if John my roommate his eyes at you. I loved yeah. it, Jeremy. Thank okay. You. Yes, I, f- I forget that one. You need to go um, rewatch Doctor. Strange. I need to go rewatch Doctor Strange. Um, Dom Cappuccini, Knicks finished the year tenth in defensive efficiency in spite of Julius Kemba, Evan, and early uneven play from our centers. Um, if we can get a two-way point guard like Brogdon, um, good. Like Brogdon, good. Was that would that get us back into the playoffs? I, I mean, I don't know. I I, I wonder. I don't know. 
if they get Brogdon for like Randall, can they get into the playoffs? I don't see why not. Probably. I think so. Well, I'm sorry. The na- I'm just because I, I want to run something. The names were Randall, Kemba, and who else? In spite of Julius, right. Kemba, and Evan. And early uneven play from our centers, which is not talked about enough. Like the centers were bad early on, especially Mitch, who's not good. So, <laughs> all right. With Julius, Kemba, and Evan off the floor. I just wanted to look at cleaning the glass quickly. Oh, I could I could give you a guess. I mean, it's whatever the defensive efficiency is, is definitely better than the best team in the league. So 1,800 and 18, yes, 1,817 possessions, right? So about like 900 minutes, give or take. Something like that. The defensive effort for points per possession was the 97th percentile. What's the number? What's the defensive efficiency? 103. Yeah, it's it's uh, two or three points better than Boston's league leading. League right. leading. Um, total. The yeah, offense, Boston was 106.2, uh, best in the league. Yeah, and the offense was 60th percentile at 113.7. But the um, the most played lineup, I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise. It was only 173 yeah. possessions, but it was Rose, Quickly, Burks, Toppin, and Taj. Yeah. That was a key lineup. There you go. Um, okay. Uh, do, do, do. Ed Paula, look at the job Lou did with the Clippers without his studs. Tibbs is not a bad coach, but continued to press the same buttons, expecting something different. That's that's the argument. You look at Lou, you look at, um, I think, you know, Cat's got a little trouble talking about Memphis's young core without Ja. Um, but like Malone. Yeah, Mike ja. Malone's a good one. Well, I mean, he did have a, a pretty good. Right, but pretty, lost Murray for the whole year. I think it's Michael different Porter when you Jr. have been out. It's different when you have a guy like that. It's the, the but Russell Westbrook won the MVP and they were the eighth seed, I believe. So they were also six. a six, six. In okay. fact, they won almost identical amount of games too. Yeah. Right. The, like, the new Orleans coach, a comp you made. Yeah. The Willie green. I think that, yeah, the Nor- like, yeah, that's the, uh, the one you made earlier, Jeremy, that's Taylor the Jenkins. But I think one. that Taylor the, Jenkins I mean, as well. John yeah. Morant's missed what? 22 games this year. Something like but that. We, We've talked about this like Tibbs is the only way he knows is to go to what he knows. His he is that inflexibility is his greatest gift and it is his greatest curse. And this year it was probably more of a curse than a gift. So yeah, no, no disagreement there. Uh, Michael Morando, knowing the price tag for Donovan Mitchell, we don't know the price tag for Donovan Mitchell. We don't know if there is a price tag on Donovan Mitchell because we don't know that he's going to be on the block anytime soon. Um, and how OBIQ looked down the stretch. Would you do a deal for Mitchell for RJ and Julius and two firsts? Wow, he took that in a different direction. Um, I don't want to answer that question. Um, Jeez, these chats. I'm just going to, I'm going to plead. I'm going to be Homer Simpson backing into the. I'm, I'll be Homer backing into the backing into the bush. So neither of you want to make not answer this. Oh no, I I I'm just. I will answer it this way. Anything. No, it's I'm not like. I was just trying to be a little okay. less emphatic. I'll say no, this: yeah, the, the Jazz, the Jazz don't do this. Brit, you you don't think the Jazz would be interested in that package at all? Randall, RJ, two firsts. I don't think they would. I think they need more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. But there's like, how much more are we talking about here? 
because two and what firsts, firsts are we talking about? Are we like if we're talking about the Mavs first and being one of them? I understand, but you know, like I, I don't think the I just, I just my two senses. I don't think Utah does the deal. That's, and I don't, that's I don't think it matters what the two picks are. I mean, I but I don't think the Knicks would do it either. So it, it works. They out. Maybe don't. Maybe they don't. Um, I don't think the Knicks want to trade RJ, and I don't want to trade RJ. But I don't think that the Jazz do that deal. Um, that was I did not expect that chat to go in that direction. Jeez, what? No, I just well, this conversation came up in a post game chat. Like I don't even think it reached you, John, but it was just like the people in the chat arguing, like, would you trade RJ for Donovan? Like in the Donovan Mitchell trade, because then it wouldn't. You could probably keep the rest of the young guys because RJ is the centerpiece, and it's the conversation has just moved from last summer trading RJ for Dame to trading RJ for Donovan Mitchell. And I just, I want to see what RJ Barrett does in a Nick uniform. That is my take. Yeah, that's my take too. That's entire thing. Whether it's logical or not logical, I don't want to trade RJ Barrett. That's my answer. Um, Robert Cross says this is for Cullets. (laughs) This is my list of starting point guards next year. IQ, get this done. <laughs> I love his commitment to the bit. It's fantastic. And he's got another one in a second. Yeah. Lunas Emirat. Sorry late with this. I think IQ can be better than Maxi. Um maybe. I I don't think that's no. I I haven't watched enough of Tyrese Maxi to play to, to speak intelligently on that. I I uh I know what Maxi's numbers are. I know they're good. I know he's done a nice job playing alongside those guys, but he is, and he seems like he's very much a, could be a, maybe a, a good, I mean, we'll see if Tyrese Max, is good enough guy to be a number three on. And like if they win it this year and like, he's essentially their number three. Well, that says a lot about Tyrese Max. It means he's pretty good, but yeah, I think quickly could be better than him. We'll see. Um, Robert cross with another one. The Knicks fan base will explode. If Obi is traded. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As they should. As they should. Um, Lunas with one more. They trade Obi before Jules. You could find me in the Hudson. (laughs) I love it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. 
Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My girlfriend is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about this sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, Julius Randall Trey. This is from oh, Johnny Chiba. What's going on, Johnny? Good, what up, to, Johnny? good to hear from you. Um, Julius Randall Trade 
addition by subtraction. Obi um, equals S5 PF. Starting five, five power, power forward. forward. Thank you. All kids are key Keepers. personnel. RJ, I love these hieroglyphics. RJ, Deuce, Grimes, Cam, Sims are bright, bright future. But Brunson, Brogdon, or Sexton, who's most feasible trade to trade for Randall and who's the best fit? Thanks for the content analysis and laughs. Hashtag KOC. You missed. Um, did you get the beginning part right? So the the ball and the um, the dinosaur. I didn't get the dinosaur. Didn't appear for me. It just looks like a little box. Uh, okay. Okay. He said some. I think that's supposed to be a raptor and that sub ball track. I don't know, Johnny. Thank you for the creativity in your comment. Everybody on YouTube knows what we're talking about. Everybody it's, on the podcast has no idea what we're talking about. He used emojis instead of words, but I yeah. appreciate it. As for the most feasible of those three names to trade Randall for, um, I don't think it's discounting three and four team constructions. If we're just talking about the three teams you mentioned who employ um, Colin Sexton, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brunson, and it would need to be a sign and trade for for two of those. Um, I don't think the Cavs have any interest in Julius Randle because they have a pretty good starting uh, front court right now. I think the team that would have the most interest is Dallas on paper. Uh, so I will go with Brunson. Interesting. I was going to say Brogdon just because you avoid the sign and trade issues. True. It's yeah, just a straight true. swap. Uh, not say you, you know, it's, it's tougher, but not say it's impossible, but it's just a cleaner trade and you don't have to, you could do it on draft night. You don't have to wait until after if that's what you want. Uh, good call. Um, Todd. Rulich. Rulich? I hope I got that right. Guys, listen to you a lot the last three years. Thank you for mm. all the content that you put out there. Man, thank you. Long First time, long time. Uh, you are in my headphones anytime I have to go anywhere. FKP the snake. <laughs> what a great way to end the year. We got a fuck KP. That's a fantastic way to go, go out. Jaden, and thank you, Todd, very much. Jaden Evans, thoughts on going all in on rim protection. I, I was wondering if we were going to get one of these. Mm. And going after Gobert instead of Donovan Mitchell. We would have the defensive personnel unlike the Jazz. Um, I will just say that if the Knicks employed Rudy Gobert, they would have zero a, chance. I, I, I think it's zero chance, but I think they would have the, the best or the second best defense in the NBA. Um, First to 85. <laughs> you know, listen, Rudy Gobert is a. Uh, he's not the offensive rebounder that Mitch is. Although he's not bad. Um, he's a better offensive player than Mitch, for sure. He could do stuff that doesn't involve, you know, the two things I'm, that Mitch could do. Jamie, I'll let you take this one. 30 years old. I No, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm just You're, saying I, I'm responding to Andrew's first 85. Like they, the, the reason there's a reason the jazz is the best offense in the league or the second best offense in the league, whatever they are. And for several Donovan years, Mitchell, Mike Conley, uh, Bogdanovich, I, uh, I think they Blanky, actually Jordan Clarkson. I think yeah. they utilize Rudy pretty well. And look, it's not going to happen. They don't call I, plays for him. They don't, it's not like they create for Rudy Gobert. It's not like he creates for himself. It's a lot of putbacks. That is fine. I'm just saying they've designed an offense in which he is a, pretty important cog that gets them to their high point total. If you're telling me that they created a better offense that helps him. Yes. And I don't trust, 
I'm yeah. not even all out on Tibbs. I don't trust him to create the offense that will best utilize him. What I do trust, as you were hinting at, is they would have the best defense in the league. He would salivate it. Like, I get this guy. I get this guy as my rim project. Like, yes, this would be Tibbs' best center ever. Like, oh, defensive center ever, I should say. I mean, Joe Joakim Noah was Joakim Noah, um, damn good. I, I, that's why I said defensive. I yeah. think Gobert's oh. ceiling is higher than Joakim Noah's I, ceiling. But the other option is Cat, who I think is better offensively than like, a couple centers ever, you know? We're we're not going to do a cap and no cap on this because it's just 0% chance that it happens. But, like, from a theoretical basketball perspective, the notion of trading for... And he might have one of the five worst contracts in the NBA. The God paying that guy. Can you imagine paying that guy forty million dollars a year when he's fuck what thirty five years old or whatever he is? Um, he's making forty six point seven million dollars. Thank you. Yes. Final year. It is uh, when it's like thirty four. It is heinous. The contract. That said, from a purely theoretical basketball perspective, I just want to make this clear. I am intrigued by the notion of like if they built a trade around Randall and included more salary for Gobert. Like, is there a way the Knicks could like, is that what, what's the, what is the feasible finish line look like there within reason? That's all. That's, I just want to say that. Um, I dig it. Robert Cross, GMAC. How do I sponsor KFS? I mean, you're sponsoring it right now. Yeah. I wanted to do a start IQ promotion all off season. Let's make it happen. Robert, you've made it happen. It is happening right now. You're doing it. You're doing it, my friend. You're doing Be it. The change you wish to see in the world. Once there again. you go. Uh, Mark Ham, shout out to Mark Ham um, across the pond over in Germany. Um, don't Knicks fans just once a season deserve to see the lead decision maker in the organization field questions from KFS? Who's the one person in the organization you'd want to interview, Jeremy? I'll I mean, say it. Easy one. It's Aller? Of course. Yeah, Andrew? I like, I get, I get on, to Jeremy. speak my love no, language Jeremy, yeah. with someone. It's definitely Brock. Okay. Andrew Tibbs. You I would, personally, I you would, would want to interview Tibbs. Yes, I would be very. I would just do him, do the impersonation <laughs> back to him. <laughs> I was going to say we'd be the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> I I was thinking like I know you're going to do his voice, but please tell me you're at least going to mimic yes. his every. Perfect. Of course, Perfect. every word he responds back. Thank you. Yes. There are also um, some like hard hitting questions that I don't feel get asked sometimes, but you know I. You don't want to strain a relationship with the access you have, you know. I I'd pick Wes. Mm. It's a good one. Because if he say if he has to sit there and like, at the very least, he has to sit there and listen to me ask him questions. I'll get something. so Wes. Why did you call for my boy's job midway through the season, huh? Why I worldwide, Wesley? Would not ask him Wes. Oh, I didn't recognize you with a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Another <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. I sort of a JFK joke. Uh, Robert Just Cross. We're, we're now you have to say midnight. it, John. Oh, we are approaching midnight. I, I, I didn't recognize you without your head blown out. Oh my god! <laughs> Jeremy's head worse. Jeremy's head worse. Jeremy's head so worse. Was JFK. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Cross, last super chat. Um, is it the last one? Well, like, yeah, because Mark Ham went and then Robert okay. Cross. Robert Cross, mark my words. The Knicks need to develop around these kids. They are the best in the NBA. Any other tact will be a huge blunder. Listen, I first of all, Robert, like seriously, 
thank you. Mm-hmm. Your generosity is like astounding. Um, I, um, I think that there is something to the notion that the Knicks have a good enough young core where the organization at least has to have a real conversation, a real conversation around pivoting from whatever they thought their plans were going to be this summer. And like Jeremy has done a very good job of alluding to a, what those plans are likely to be and B why they are more importantly, why they are likely to be them. And like, I'm not in disagreement about any of that, but, but I am, I do share your opinion of the fact that like they've shown something real. And I get that you, it's Jeremy. I'm sure we'll say you could have your cake and eat it too. Right. I don't know. I just, I don't know. You, you, you could lean into the kids to, to varying degrees. And I just, I hope they have a conversation at the very least, just have a conversation about like how much can we reasonably lean into these kids? I think the one great thing is that the Knicks are in a position where they have too much young talent hmm. and too many future assets and they need to start figuring out a way to sift through them. And that's a, again, like I was saying with Randall and Obi, like it's still a, a good position to have. Even I, I yeah. understand that, you know, people may disagree on, on the Randall part, but in terms of like we're talking about, yes, there are a lot of veterans, but they're not going to take all of the veterans away and it's just going to be the kids. They're going to have some kids there and maybe that, maybe they, you know, Anakin, some of them and get a, a, a star. Uh, in the Star Jesus. Wars. So I don't know. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> Anakin, just, some of them. I used Anakin <laughs> as a verb. Um, That's oh, Anakin in the third movie, Revenge of the Sith. When he walks in with the lightsaber with yeah, the I, I know. kids. Yes, yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Just making sure everybody um, got the Meanwhile, reference. Robert Robert Cross just dropped another one. Best young oh. core we've had since I started watching the Knicks and Sydney Green. Now Another I one. just I Sydney Green is is not a player. I'm, I'm going to just admit it. it. It's not a player I am terribly familiar with. Um, I just looked it up, Robert. You spelled them wrong. It's S I D N E Y. Um, and Sydney Green did indeed play for the Knicks. He was not drafted by the Knicks. He played. Um, he was, went to Th- Thomas Jefferson in Brooklyn, by the way, hmm. and fifth overall pick by the Bulls in the 1983 draft. He came to the Knicks in the late 80s. And he was spent two seasons here. Seems like he was fine. Um, so I'm glad we got a Sydney Green reference on the show. I'll just say that. You guys ready sure to give about? You guys ready to give out a detention for the year? Hold on, one last one for Robert. Cross. No, really? I don't want to hear Cutlets get all pragmatic on me and trading away young kids for a star. <laughs> IQ, Obi, and RJ are all stars. Do not do it. Listen, Robert, it's the one man campaign. You've made yourself known. Mm-hmm. All right, detentions for the year. Um, I think all three of us should hand these out. Jeremy, go first. I, this uh, is also very obvious who all three of us are giving it to, though, I think. Yeah, but I'm going to give it to Julius Randle. Whoa! Okay. I mean, wow. I am. No, I just thought we were going on brand. I agree with you. He would have been The mine. reason I'm not going on brand is because... I kind of wanted to steal it from John. Ah, uh, okay. Because I knew the direction he would naturally go in. I mean, Julius Randle was played one game the week prior and was still the Julius Randle's detention award 
mm-hmm. Julius Randall. So um, look again, I, I like the one thing that I am trying to figure out, I think if you, a lot of questions I have in general, but one of the most burning questions for me is what moment did Julius start to say that, like, when did it snap differently? When did it, when did the, the light switch change? Because you go from him writing love letters in the Players' Tribune and talking about Tibbs and how important Tibbs was and the team and all of this. And then suddenly it's not just the play, it's the effort. Because for fans, it's it hasn't necessarily been the play. I mean, that's a part of it, of course, but it's so much of it being the effort. And I don't know if it was basically a lot of the um the moments of like, hey, well, let's <laughs> um sorry, let's return thought because I realized I might have lost my Duolingo streak. Not great if it's the case. Whatever. <laughs> that's um, yeah, well, we'll see. But anyways, uh, this this thought of like, okay. Well, with Randall, was it the let's go OB chance or we want OB? Was it another moment? What exactly was the case? I'd love to know. But there just have been bad vibes all around. Um, poor play, poor effort. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating. It's the biggest question of, this year, of the year for me. Like way more than any Tibbs frustrations or any, you know, front office decisions. What happened to Julius Randall? That's the number one question. My turn? Yeah. I'll give it to Tibbs. There you go. I'll give it to Tibbs because I want to I wanna make it clear, like me, me consistently saying that he has done a bad job this year and that this has been his worst year coaching. I mean it. He's not done a good job this year. This has been his worst year coaching. Um, I don't, I can't sit here, unlike, the, the difference between me and other people is I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to pull out lineup stats and like any stats really. And, and use that stuff as evidence as to why I know I could sit here and I know for a fact that Thibodeau like could have done X, Y, or Z better because I still believe what I said on this podcast three months ago, which is that I'm not behind closed doors. I don't have the access to the information he has. I don't see what he sees. So that's why I've been hesitant to do that. And I continue to say he's a good coach at heart because I think he does things that are very good. But this year spiraled out of control. And let's not pretend for a second like it didn't. It absolutely spiraled out of control. And as a head coach, far more than X's and O's and rotations and this and that, you are a manager of people. You are a steerer of the ship. And if the ship goes down, you have to take accountability for that. And he did not take, he did not do a good job. Um, of making sure that that didn't happen. And again, I can't sit here and be like, I know you should have done this, that, or the other thing differently because I ain't that smart. And I'm not that just, I'm not qualified. But if you're an NBA head coach um, coming off of last year and all those good vibes, I think you had to figure out some way, shape or form to to not have this thing get out of control. Um, And he didn't do that. And uh, it's a bad job by him. So detention. I think those are the two obvious candidates. I've hinted that the front office is like, I have a lot of frustrations with them. Why did you trade for Cam Reddish? If you weren't going to like force the coach to play him, the idea that like we're leaving all decisions to Tibbs when clearly 
he needs to have some things taken away from him in order to put this team not in the best position to win, but maybe somebody has to step in and be like, Hey, we'd like to see Obi Toppin play more. And that didn't happen earlier. Mm. Whatever happened that you're alluding to with Kemba Walker, John, if that is a front office decision, then that falls on them. And look, I didn't have many problems with what they did before this season. Like going into this year, I thought like, this is, this is, you can say that they did enough going into the season. And then during the year, the inactivity is what frustrated me the most out of mm-hmm. anything else. And not as it should like not forcing Tibbs hand at a certain point. Look, I, I am siding with Jeremy more so than not on like fr- more frustrations with Tibbs, but I also don't like, I was never on the fire Tibbs bandwagon. I was never in that corner. Cause I do think there is a fun version of this team last year. If you take some of the toys that he likes to play with away from him. And I wouldn't like, I, I don't mind if like RJ is playing high usage, like the, but we saw the last two games with Obi, like I'm all for it, which is why I need the front office. If you're going to keep the coach, give him a roster that is like watchable and has like a long-term high ceiling. And I guess it's, it's towards the very bottom of the list of like in order. I think we went correctly in who gets the detentions. If you're going percentage wise, it's Julius Tibbs and the front office and the percentages are different. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, that that's going into the, the off season and then into next season, there, there's some questions that all three need to answer. Well said all around. Um, Father's the son, the Holy ghost. Nah, there you go. <laughs> also my streak uh, froze. So we're okay. Oh, there you go. Ah, there you go. Had to do it quick. Um, let's uh, do some quick playing predictions. So just to recap again, for those who didn't catch the beginning of the show three oh, yeah. hours ago. Three hours ago. Uh, this, is three hours. Our, this is when we do our predictions segment. And because Tibbs finally was forced to play the kids, Jeremy comes away with the championship, the title of best predictor of weekly Knicks games. Uh, he finishes at 12 and 11. John goes 11 and 12 after a valiant Come back on a five-game winning streak, and it literally—I actually thought this worked out pretty perfectly. It in a very self-involved way to say that this came down to the wire for our show, and it was literally the final quarter, seventy-three, seventy-two, and it's like I actually care about what the last quarter was. Good meaningless things came in. It was good. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Playing predictions, the four matchups. Go ahead. Um, by the way, a good timing to just catch our. Uh, last uh, super chat here. I think Robert Cross asked um, if we were going to do a uh, oh uh, playback on playback. On, yeah, with the playoffs. And for, yes. we'll we'll do playback for playoffs at some point over the or at a few points over the course of the playoffs. I'm not sure if it's going to be this week um, for the play in, but we'll we'll definitely do some stuff. And then um, uh, <laughs> and then Kevin Danishevsky just chimed in. You can't believe that we're still live. <laughs> Insanity KFS is the best. Yankees um, lost. Yankees I, won. I wasn't following. They put the score in the chat. They lost. They three. lost. Okay, they lost. That's three. too bad. Okay. Um, Playing. Uh, I will go. Let's go. Well, well excuse me. Who won? <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh, I know you, you had a taste of winning for a little bit, but Jeremy goes first. I get to go first on this. One. Oh, Wait, th- no, that's not fair. I I don't want to pick differently from you. But you lost. 
Oh, how is this week in the spirit of Passover? How is well, this week different from all other weeks? Okay, Jeremy, you're the champ, so you can go first. But I don't. Yeah, we're but like not I, doing not doing like a prediction segment and continuing. So forward. then, what what is? How are we going just, about this? No, just, because if you pick we're just Brooklyn, saying I'm not, general predict yeah. predictions. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Because then someone's going to get stuck picking the, the Spurs or the Pelicans. Yeah, I don't do it. All right. You know? So, Jeremy, do you want to go first? Yeah. Just sure. what do you think will happen in the play? And I think is the the spirit here. Uh, I'm going to go bold and brash because I just would enjoy seeing it. But I'm going to have the uh, Cavs coming away with it. Okay. There's no, wow. There's no stakes. There's no stakes. There's no so, so you might as well say anything. Okay. All right. Wow, I think I think the Nets. I think the Cavs will give a, a fighting effort, but I think the Nets will will win that game. And then, do we want to do the other ones too, and like keep playing yeah. all the way through? That okay. wasn't just predict the Nets game. Predict okay, the so then, I'll, so you're taking the Hawks. I will take. Man, I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about this game. I think this will be a good game. Um, this is Charlotte against Atlanta. Charlotte against Atlanta in Atlanta. Um, hmm. I'll go Atlanta. All right, and then Jeremy Brooklyn against you said Charlotte. No, right? Sh- Cle- Cleveland against Cleveland. Atlanta. You said so Cleveland. Oh against, no, yeah, that's no, right. Jeremy so he, picked yeah, Cleveland to win. Right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So then yeah. Brooklyn against two, uh, Jeremy. At Brooklyn against Atlanta. Atlanta, and then who wins? And you take Brooklyn. He says so Brooklyn, Brooklyn will be okay. the eighth seed, and then John Cleveland against Atlanta, with Cleveland hosting. Um, I like that game too. I think Cleveland. I think Cleveland will. They'll be feisty. Um. I'll go Atlanta. Okay. Go Atlanta. Um, Western Conference. Minnesota Clippers. Jeremy. Clippers. Clippers. I say Clippers even with a good friend who is a Minnesota fan who's terrified because the Clippers just have their number. So I'll go Clippers. And then John? Minnesota's been playing really well uh, since the All-Star break and even before that, but the Clippers are back and just so much institutional memory. Uh, I'll go Clippers. And then the the poo-poo platter. Uh, Pelicans against uh, the poo-poo platter. San Antonio against New Orleans. Two teams with worse records than the New York Knicks. I'm going to say Pelicans. Okay. I will say... I'll say Pelicans. Okay. And then both of us have the same matchup Minnesota yeah, versus Minnesota, New Orleans. New Orleans. And Jeremy? See, part of me is now pulling for New Orleans because it would mean that they move up into, they move out and the Knicks should shift uh. down. Oh, if yeah. Because then, yeah, you should root for that. But um, yeah. Minnesota's just been really good. And I don't see them losing two games at home in a row. So I'm going to go with Minnesota. Same I'm going to go with New Orleans. Jeez. Minnesota, after all this, misses yeah. the playoffs. Yes, it's possible. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> um, all right. And on that note. Uh, so one last thing. before. Well, okay. Lunas and Marat, thank you for your contribution to your Super Chat. Ask Green Room Return this offseason or staying town halls. Um, Green Room has come and gone. For us, I'm not saying there may not be an emergency reason for us to use it at some point, but we have kind of switched to um, YouTube Live as our form of communication. Um, We have had a discussion about upon expansion, upon utilizing Twitter spaces at some point, but we have no plan to do so. But 
things can change fast um, in the KFS world. Life and comes then, yes. And then last but not least, I'm actually going to do this. This is a Patreon perk, but I'm going to share with everybody for Producers Corner our wins drafts final standings. So for those who don't know what the wins draft is, the beginning of the year on Patreon, John, Jeremy, Chris, and myself, we did a wins draft in which we each drafted seven NBA teams and uh, with the idea that we're trying to put the most amount of regular season wins together. So two teams didn't get selected. It was the Orlando Magic and it was the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. So it means the Houston Rockets did get selected and finished with the worst record in the NBA with 20 wins. Um, between the four of us, we, we had our... Ta- I kept updating it throughout the season. I have the final totals. Are you guys ready? to see who won the wins draft. I, no, because I'm sure I probably came in last, but yeah. So you're sure. no, the number one pick in the draft went to John and he took the Los Angeles Lakers. Great job. Yeah. Excellent job. You know what the crazier part? The seventh pick in this draft was the Phoenix Suns and they went to Jeremy and ended up winning more <laughs> games than anybody else. Um, okay. So in last place with 286 total wins is Chris Percyinen. So I'm just him, happy. I, oh. I'm just happy. I didn't finish below Chris. What bit him is that he took Portland with his fourth overall pick. So in the fourth round and they won 27 games and yeah. he also has Houston. So he's two 21 teams on his roster in third place, second to last or third place overall is John Macri who had 289 wins. So three more wins than Chris. You could thank the Detroit Pistons for going on a mini run at the end of the season. I had confidence all the way. And last but not least, in second place with 302 wins. I should say the winner had 306 wins. So in a difference between four total wins for the season. Wow. In second place. Is me, Jeremy, you win. You had the sun. So I'm going to share my screen with everybody so they can see as we sign off. Um, But this is how the the wins wins draft ended up going. Um, So good job by Jeremy in in winning, uh, winning the draft this year. The Lakers, the the Lakers fucked me. No, we can't see it. Okay, I'll keep working on it. Anyway, Uh, plain and simple. When I wake up, I piss excellence. Oh, here we go. Now I can see it. It's very small, but. No, that's anyway. It was close, um, Andrew. Hats off to you. It was close. Yeah, the 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 Cavaliers are my last pick, and I got the got forty four wins out of them. And the Nets so. pick. I mean, hold on. Uh, I should get a lot of credit for Memphis. Yeah, Memphis was late in the draft. I should what? actually get credit for every single pick that I took, except the Lakers. Yep, I could have taken literally any other reasonable choice with the first pick, and I would have won this fucking thing. Yeah, but you didn't because I was convinced that they would eke out. You know, I you know, why I feel not terrible about that because I was listening to uh, Pelton go on the low post this week and he had bashed the rush trade just like I did, just like a lot of people was. And he still picked the Lakers to come out of the West, which was just like it was my assumption that like, they were going to figure out a way to win 50 games. And of mm-hmm. course, they did not. All right. A couple of last silver chats before we go. Um Mark Ham, if a spider trade isn't available, the front office should trade Julius to Utah to make things happen the following season. <laughs> That's a great thought. I'm not sure who we're getting back there. I don't think they uh, have anything that we'd really want. I don't think 
they want Julius, but um, yeah, you never know. Stranger things. Robert Cross, GMAC. I'd like to sponsor a recurring segment, Ask Cutlets, where he dissects a cap related situation or a cap related question. How do we get this done? Um, have your people call my people. Um, we'll, <laughs> I don't know what to say. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, Robert. We'll talk. And then uh, last, but I think this is last but not least, Fern Rodriguez. Congrats on the engagement. Hey. Andrew. Welcome to the fraternity. I'm not going to read the last part of that, but uh, I will just say um, uh, we we look forward to all uh, all future announcements from all of our Knicks from school family. Thank you, Fern. Thank, Thank you. you, Fern. Very much. <laughs> and on that note, my God, we couldn't have gone out any other way other than this. Um, this is our own 42-point game, I guess you'd say, or 30-point triple-double. I don't know which of those two is more impressive to you guys. I have no idea. Um, okay, we're done. Jeremy? Season in the books. On to the next one. Um, great song. Great. But uh, no, just very quickly, uh, so many of you have been generous with your time and your money and um, your support in general. It's been an incredible season, even if it didn't even turn out the way that we wanted to. And I'm very grateful for this community and this platform and the opportunity to just talk about a team I think about way too much. And I'm grateful that I can talk about that with people who feel the same way and um, with an audience who is willing to hear what I have to say and have me sprinkling uh, bits of JFK jokes, almost kind of like with <laughs> JFK that faithful day. Um, so I just want to say thank you. Really appreciate it. I'm really excited for this off season. I've got some great things planned. At least I think they're great, um, but it should be a blast and uh much like JFK and we'll have fun. So thank you. Andrew. Um, That's what, okay. Yeah. Hold I am Jeremy. I, I love you. I'll start there. Um, love you too. Yeah. So I've, 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 I just, I feel like I've been very self again. I drink, drink. If you hear me say this word self-involved this pod, cause a lot of big life events have happened um, for me lately uh, this season. Obviously, it didn't go as we expected as Knicks fans, but um, I felt the love throughout this community that we've built here a lot this year. Um, like my takeaway from the 2021-22 season has nothing to do with like us fighting about Tibbs or rotations or Randall or any minutes like that. It's when, like, when my dad got COVID and this entire support system around me helped me forget about it for the three weeks that you know for like a few minutes were not necessarily touch and go but where like i just had no idea what was going to happen and that's like the lowest of lows and obviously this weekend being the highest of highs like one thing i had to think about was i couldn't wait to tell like my two of my best friends and then my my kfs family about like one of the biggest announcements i ever had to make and it's because you guys have um, I see Robert Cross's I just, super chat. I'll, I'll read it. Um, it's because you guys have made, you all have made this season uh, worth it. And throughout any frustrating loss or frustrating quarter that we've had to watch, I couldn't wait to be frustrated with all of you, uh, as well as, you know, looking forward to what will come 
from this team in the future. So thank you. And this isn't goodbye. It's literally see you later. We'll be back very soon with a lot of content going forward. Yes. Uh, and thank you, Robert Cross, for one last super chat. First time, long time, John, in the words of Ronnie Dangerfield, I dedicate this building to myself. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to, to Jeremy and Andrew. You guys uh, are absolutely incredible. Um, Chris, Benji, uh, you know, anyone else who's like done spot work for us this year. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, I will, I will just say that, um, I still remember vividly when a, uh, company responded to my inquiry about whether or not they wanted to publish a blog post that I had written and I was flabbergasted, flabbergasted. I think this is what, six years ago now, five years ago, whatever it is that some, some web entity website was going to publish my words because I was like, well, no one's ever going to read this but it's cool. It'll be out there. And uh, now I get to uh, host a podcast and like write a newsletter and, and come on here and talk about these games. And there are people who are here to uh, do like listen and read and watch, uh, which is talk about a, talk about a dream come true. Um, I, so I'm fond of saying that uh, like, this is I, I, if you ask me to create a job from scratch of like, what, what would you want to do in your ideal world? It would literally be this. Um, so I'm luckiest guy in the world, even though this basketball team um, is not particularly good. A lot of the time that said, that said, I will, I will end by saying this, keep the faith, keep the faith. Um, good things are happening here. A lot of good stuff happened this year for as much as we yelled and screamed and argued. Um, and uh, I, I think the organization in comparison to a lot of other times we can look back on over the last 20 years where things have not been good. Um, they got a chance to do some nice things moving forward. And I genuinely believe that um, even with all the issues that they have. Um, and of course, we'll close out by reading one last super chat from super Brian chat. Lest's <laughs> Holy crap, this is still alive. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. No sleep or food till we trade. Randall, thank you guys for a therapeutic year. KFS was the best part of the season. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate you. Appreciate every single person who gives uh, all of us the opportunity to, to do what we love and um, make it so that our respective families and loved ones don't hate us for it. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's about it. Okay. Uh, everybody, take care. Enjoy uh, your week, and we will be back very soon. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.